Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and this is your news and thoughts for February 2nd, 2021. And Dave Metzler, the king of all wrestling, uh, with Wrestling Observer Radio, explained the whole botch incident of Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. And it makes me understand it a little better because I I wasn't understanding what was going on. Um, what happened was Kevin Owens handcuffed Roman Reigns very low on the lighting rig. And I guess no one thought about it, but... The keyhole to open the handcuffs should have been on top. Instead, when he locked it in for Roman to be there, the keyhole was on the wrong side. It was facing down. So Paul Heyman, when he came out, originally couldn't find the keyhole then realized it was on the bottom and had to try to pull the handcuffs up of off the floor enough to actually get the key into the keyhole. Well, they didn't get it in in time. You know, obviously, if the referee would have continued counting, Kevin Owens would have been the new champion. Um... Dave made a quote and said, thankfully, the match was over soon after that, but it was still a very noticeable botch during a key moment, no pun intended. And I thought, oh, Dave, that that's bad. But um, I guess it was a lot harder, you know, to work with that key than what anyone really thought about. They had rehearsal the day before. uh from what I understand, Saturday from like noon to six, you would have thought that if that is going to be basically your ending, you might have practiced it. You might have had Paul Heyman run out there and actually work the key, but I guess they assumed that he knew how to do that and didn't didn't do it. Next news topic, I am so excited about 
and I'll tell you why. I got to hear her on Stone Cold's older podcast. Um, they're, they were on 2017-2018, somewhere around there, I want to say. May have been earlier, I don't know. But I do remember it. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, on his other podcast, had Bailey and Sasha Banks at the same time. And they were traveling together. So he had them on. And listening to them play off of each other and talk about traveling and what NXT meant and what making the main roster meant and all of that. It was an excellent podcast. But halfway through, Bailey had to leave. Um, she had some kind of engagement or promotion thing, a signing, or she had something that she had to, to leave for. Sasha stayed, and they continued talking. Excellent. So when I watched Broken Skull Sessions with Bailey, thought they had an excellent time, thought Stone Cold really asked questions that if someone else would have asked them in a different way could have been hurtful. Um, you know, him talking about her getting left behind when the other three horsewomen got moved up to the main roster and her being left in NXT. How he phrased that and how they talked about that was really eye-opening, and you could tell that at the time it hurt Bailey, um, but she grew out of it, and she became a leader. It was meant to be for a reason, and it has helped her become the wrestler, the person, the trainer. Um, she understands so much more now because of that time, and that she's had time to process that and think it through and the way Steve Austin asked that question you could see how much she had grown and how she had processed that and came up with it in her own head I love the question that he asked her about turning heel and again you could tell that she had went through the work of processing it doing it and then realizing eh, this isn't exactly right i need to change some things here there and he pulled that out of her what kind of changes what made you change and she talked about not having fans and you know getting to play off sasha banks and I really found it fascinating. I think Steve Austin is an excellent interviewer. So he has announced, he has confirmed that Sasha Banks is going to be an upcoming episode of Broken Skull Sessions. And I can't wait for that. Because he's going to do it in a way that maybe only he can. But I know that he is going to go where everybody always wants to go with Sasha Banks to last year. Was it last year or year before last? 
Um, and ask her about her and Bailey losing those tag team titles. Them, the rumors being that they were laying in the floor, kicking and screaming and crying and throwing temper tantrums, basically. Sasha was portrayed in the media as taking her ball and going home. And I know Steve Austin is going to ask about that. And I know Sasha has processed that. And he will be able to pull that out of her. Of how it wasn't her kicking and screaming. It was she needed a break. She was burnt out. She needed to be rejuvenated with her character. She needed to go to the Caribbean with her husband. And get time away from wrestling. But then get back into it. And by making a trip to Japan... Training with them, learning some different styles, different movesets, um, how to use her body in different ways and stuff. And then coming back and how that's helped her. And I know he's going to ask that and she's going to say it a lot better than I did. And I think it's going to be so fascinating and intriguing. And so I absolutely, I was excited for the Big E one, but I am super excited for the Sasha Banks one, just because I know she's a student of the game, just like Bailey is. And hearing Sasha talk about um, learning from studying from tapes or talking to Dax and Cash now, FTR, about tag team wrestling or about going to Japan or taking a break or any of that, I think is going to be very enlightening for a lot of fans. This next news thing doesn't really surprise me and I don't blame them. Uh, I'm not mad. I don't, I don't want you to think I'm going on a rant. Dave Metzler said that WWE hasn't decided on Bianca Belair's choice yet. He stated that there's two pay-per-views in between. I think a lot of people are automatically assuming. I've seen all kinds of memes and pictures and, and of them putting together Bianca Belair taking on Sasha Banks. And while I would love to see that, I like that... Her and Sasha have been working together as a tag team, especially at tribute to the troops. I thought they looked well together. I almost would like them to continue, maybe not that friendship, but that mentorship. And I would like to see, I think, Bianca Belair take on Asuka, but with Sasha helping her. Um, training her, uh, getting her ready, showing her different tricks, but in the same way, while Sasha thinks she's helping Bianca, Bianca is also helping Sasha by bringing more athleticism maybe to her game or a different 
uh, moveset to her game. I I think I would like that. Although I'm not going to turn down a Sasha Bianca Belair match because I just want to see the promos go back and forth. But I don't know. Supposedly they're both uh, baby faces. So how are you going to do Bianca versus Sasha? Anyway, um, AEW um, got smacked, I guess. Um, they've been smacked twice here in the last couple months. This one, I guess, was a, a little bit more than a, a smack. I think it was a spanking. TNT went back to them and told them they had to edit the Good Brothers. Um, the Good Brothers came on TNT last, I, I think they've been there the last two weeks. And I know they were there last week, but, um, I think it's been the last two weeks. But I know last week they had to edit the Good Brothers quite a bit. Not only, you know, backstage, but it is my understanding they had to edit part of their entrance. They had to edit different parts of the match. Um, not real sure why it wasn't made clear to them, especially with them being such good friends with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and both of the, or, all three of them being executive vice presidents, that they know how they are and why they didn't have a talk with them. But um, TNT told AEW, you you got to edit all their marijuana references, um, their actions about marijuana. They also, since leaving the WWE, if you've been listening to uh, Talking Shop, which is their podcast, or if you've watched Talking Shop uh, Mania 1 or 2, you know, they have really gotten into the masturbation jacking off thing. And I guess they made quite a few jokes about that and some hand movements and different things like that. That had to be, of course, edited out. TNT is not going to play that. And I don't understand why the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, even Tony Khan, did not understand that when they edited and wanted AEW to edit the inner circles trip that they took to the Vegas where they met Conan and it was obvious that when they got out of the limo, there was smoke coming out of there. They had to edit the whole inside section of that. There were all kinds of jokes made, um, I guess getting out of the car, there were more jokes and, and actions made and they had to edit all of that. So why they thought letting the good brothers get away with that without talking to them, not real sure how, why or how that happened. 
Now, this next one is going to be interesting to you guys that have listened to me for, for a while. For the simple fact that you know that I don't really care for Booker T, but I have to agree with him on this. Um, Booker T, every once in a while, makes some sense. And I never thought I would say that because I get I I do disagree with him on a lot, but he came out on his Hall of Fame podcast and said he doesn't think that Goldberg should be in another WWE match. His co-host said, however, you know Goldberg still has three more matches left on his contract. And he said, you know, he just really didn't think that it needed to happen. And then he also brought up Sting at 61 years old and how he did not feel that he would be capable or should take a bump. And so let me start with Goldberg. Watching him before. And I'm talking three years ago. I was semi-okay with that. After he's had some flubs and then he really could have hurt The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. He really botched that move. I know he wanted... To, you know, show people that that was just an accident, that's not him, or anything. And that's fine. But this Royal Rumble match, I felt like Drew McIntyre did everything he could to sell everything he could. I feel like Drew McIntyre took care of him. And tried to make everything as safe for him as possible. It was extremely obvious that when Goldberg hit Drew McIntyre with the spear into the barricade. That he was pretty much blown. He he was done. Um... I really think he was having a hard time breathing. I think he was thinking, I am not in shape for this. Luckily, they had put out a short match, which is typical Goldberg. But um I felt Drew McIntyre's concern. And if you go back and watch that match on the WWE Network, or if you find it somewhere else or whatever, watch it. It's five minutes long. Um, after the match, watch Drew McIntyre. There are probably two or three different points after the match. You can see concern on his face. Like, is this guy okay? Is he going to pass out? Is there something wrong? Do I need to let someone know? Because there is one point Goldberg um, 
has his hand on his chest. He's breathing hard, and sweat is pouring off of him. And you can see Drew McIntyre look at him like, oh my god, I think he's going to have a heart attack. Then they hugged. Goldberg did not look great getting out of the ring when he was rolling out. And then if you notice, whoever was making the cut shouldn't have. They should have just stayed on Drew McIntyre celebrating. But I think the reason why they cut to Goldberg was because Drew McIntyre, as he was celebrating, was still checking on Goldberg going up the ramp. And they cut to him at one point, and he is stopped and bent over on the ramp. And I thought, my God, he's not going to even be able to get up that ramp. And you guys, we all know, we've all watched WrestleMania. Can you imagine this guy trying to get up a ramp at WrestleMania? Those things are five miles long. There's no way. And so I totally agree with Booker T. He does not need to be wrestling like that anymore. Sting, I also agree with. But here's the difference. I think Sting is smart enough to know that I'm 61 years old and I'm not taking any bumps that are serious bumps. I'm going to be taking padded bumps. I'm going to be taking bumps that look like bumps that aren't really. Uh, Sting has said that he does not care to do cinematic matches. I think what we're going to see at Beach Break with Darby Allen and Sting in the street fight with Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, we're going to see a cinematic match. We're going to see Sting getting hit with a ball bat or taking punches or kicks, and he is going to be fine. He's not going to be taking bumps. I don't think he's going to be getting hurt or Anything like that. I think it's going to be totally different. And hopefully it will open WWE's eyes up that if if it is true that Goldberg has three more matches left on his contract, that maybe they will be cinematic matches. Because I am really concerned about his health um, after watching that Royal Rumble match. Um, Iron Anderson on his podcast, Iron, um, he talked about how he worked as a producer for WWE from 2001 to 2019, 18 years, and that he was released for letting an intoxicated Alicia Fox compete at a house show. Now, If you guys watched the Royal Rumble, you saw Alicia Fox come out. You saw her actually win the 24-7 championship. You saw her, um, you know, lose in the the Royal Rumble and everything. But Iron, you know, he took the heat for that. 
And he said that they called him, and about three minutes after he hung up the phone, he was as happy as happy could be. He said it was like a 500-pound weight had been lifted off his shoulders, and he was excited. He said his wife walked in and was like, what is going on with you? And he told her, and I think she thought he was going to be upset, and he said, no, and pointed at the couch and said, I'm going to be right there on Monday night, and I can't wait. But he looks like he's having the time of his life in AEW, getting to sit around, talk to the boys, teach them some things, work with Cody, um, probably tell a lot of stories to Dustin and Cody about their dad, especially with Cody getting ready to become a dad himself. And I think it's good for Iron and good for them. And so I'm excited that he's back in the business and that he has a podcast and he gets to tell us the stories every week. Um, something came out and I, I found it very interesting because a lot of people were questioning. Well, we know why, why Seth Rollins, you know, left after Survivor Series. Um, and hasn't been back. You know, Becky Lynch was pregnant, had their little baby girl, and, you know, he was spending time bonding and spending time with his wife. But mysteriously, to use a bad word, the Mysterios um, also left about that time. And people were like, are you serious? Is the story so intertwined that because Seth left that they have to leave? Well, it's called On the Start Today. It's a podcast. Um, they had both Ray and Dominic Mysterio on. And Ray talked about how the reason why they weren't on WWE TV during December was they were dealing with COVID-19. Um, he said that they had did everything going back and forth so that Ray's parents who are a little older did not get it, but that they did end up catching COVID-19. They had it, it sounded like semi-bad. They actually had to, I guess, move in with Ray and Angela. And Ray and Angela had to take care of them. And Ray's housekeeper got it. Ray's wife got it. And Ray said that he tested negative and Dominic tested negative. And they flew down to Florida. They tested negative at first, and then Ray tested positive on December 11th. They went home, and he said he dealt with terrible headaches and migraines dealing with it. Dominic come down with it right after him, dealt with cold chills, dealt with a lot of body aches, along with a headache. And... That is why they weren't on TV. Um, had nothing to do with Seth Rollins and had everything to do with Ray's parents somewhere, somehow caught 
um, COVID-19 and because Ray and his wife were taking care of them, then they also got it. Um, of course, if you guys watched Raw last night, then you saw Seamus turn on Drew McIntyre. Uh, I thought it was funny. He said it was 20 years in the making, and that is pretty true. Uh, he tweeted out that, uh, the brogue is better, or, or excuse me, is battle proven far superior to the Claymore. And I got to thinking, will this be part of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view that's on February 21st? Because we're looking at today is February 2nd, so they've got 19 days to build it. I'm I'm thinking this is going to be Elimination Chamber. I don't think this is going to be Elimination Chamber and Fastlane. I think they're doing this one for Elimination Chamber. And I kind of hate that. Because, like he said, this has been 20 years in the making. They've been friends. Um, They have shown that. And I wanted more from that than um, a 19-day story. Because they're going to let Drew beat him at Elimination Chamber, and then they're going to move on to someone else. And I hate that for Seamus. Um, and I hate that for the storyline. Them just, it's, it's almost going to become a, a throwaway storyline, even though it probably should be way bigger. Way, way, way bigger. Now, we're all celebrated with the overnight ratings. I don't know that they should have, though. This week, they had 1.89 million viewers. Last week, they had 1.81 million viewers. I don't think that's a big difference. Um, but they celebrated that they rose. And, hey, that's great. But after a pay-per-view, I mean... We're talking Royal Rumble. This is a lot of people's favorite pay-per-view. I would think that you would have a bigger rise than .08 after a pay-per-view. But, hey, maybe not. Carlito has not signed with the WWE uh, but there is an expectation that it's just a formality that he will be getting a contract. But as of right now, he is just being paid on a per appearance uh, basis. But uh, like I said, they, they think it's going to be just a formality. I hope so anyway. Um, there, I guess, is good news. I don't I don't know. I don't whether to believe it or not, um, because we've been hearing Matt Riddle has signed a contract, then you hear, no, he didn't, and then you hear, yeah, he did, and then you hear, no, he didn't. So, again, uh, we're hearing that Matt Riddle has signed a brand new contract. It is not an extension, but that it's going to 2023. 
His original contract was uh, signed in 2018, and it was supposed to go to 2023. So it's almost like they just ripped up the old one, and they did a new one, but they left the same date on it. Um, most uh, superstars have been getting five years, so you would think it would go to 2026, but... I guess not. Uh, there's been no confirmation about how much this new deal is worth. There were rumors that the one he was offered before that he refused to sign was for $400,000 a year. Um, I don't know. To me, he's not worth it, but hey, whatever. Um, for those of you who missed out the late-breaking news uh, today on Tuesday... FTR were suspended from AEW for one week because of their actions after the match, and they were pulled from this week's beach break. They are being replaced by John Silver and Alex Reynolds from the Dark Order, and Dax went to Twitter, talked about how stupid it was, and how he thought it was stupid anyway that they had not gotten the rematch, but yet were being put in a number one contender's match at Beach Break when they should automatically just get a rematch. And I kind of agree with him. But... Does AEW want to do that at Revolution? I don't think they do. I think they want someone else to win this and take on the Young Bucks at Revolution. And they want to save FTR for the Memorial Day uh, Double or Nothing. And they are going to hope that they can have huge crowds there. I really, really think that that's what their plan is. But we'll have to wait and see. Well, that's all the news I've got for you guys today. You guys need to talk to me, tell me what you think of it. Do you agree with Booker T about Goldberg? Um, I mean, I hate to agree with him, but but I do. Uh, what do you think about the botch with um, Paul Heyman and... And uh, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, uh, the handcuff being on the wrong side. I still think Kevin Owens should have got the championship, but I see it here or there. And I hate it that FDR got suspended for a week, but at least they get to stay home. So what do you guys think of it? You need to write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at wrestlingovertime. I want to hear what you guys have to say. And I will be talking to you soon, and I'll see you down the road. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more. For your dough on stand mixers. Mm. Or get more. For your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more. (gasps) Bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay.
For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. You can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Backed by 24-7 customer support and specialists to help with hard-to-find products. Because you've got everyone's back. We've got yours. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.